Good evening, everybody. Um, this week is Parashas uh, Mikes and Shabbos Hanukkah, and we're going to talk a little bit about Hilchas Hanukkah. So there's a minig, which is well-known, and it's particular to women on Hanukkah, and that's the minig of not doing work, quote-unquote, during the time in which the nearest are burning, the lights are burning, for a half hour. And the reason for this minig is so to remember that we don't utilize the light for our own purposes. So in order not to, so to speak, come to use the light of the Hanukkah uh, Menorah for work, so the minig developed that women don't refrain from doing work. Now why is this minig particular to women? I mean, everybody is equal in this, that they shouldn't be uh, using the light of the Hanukkah Menorah for their own purposes, and the answer is, is because the uh, women want to recognize the part that women played in the miracle of Hanukkah, namely what Yehudis did to uh, to affect the, the, the victory in the war against Alipornis. And um, why would women take on this particular minute? I was thinking that maybe the idea is, is that being that for largely women, although they're obligated in Hanukkah licht, they don't actually light it themselves, either husband or father, are, are the ones who typically light the Hanukkah Menorah. So in order that the, there should be some um, active participation in the, the Yantav of Hanukkah, so therefore women took on upon themselves this this own minig of, of, of not doing malacha while the lights are burning so that they can have their own individual participation because they indeed had their own individual participation in making the miracle happen. Now, what constitutes mulacha? So it's not very clear in terms of what this minig is. And Paiskim say that cooking is okay, cleaning is okay. So the work that's being referred to here mainly is sewing or washing clothing, which is, you know, hard, difficult work. Uh, also things that are typically prohibited on Chalamoyed. So that's a good way to look at it, but if you have real work to do, but it'll be a loss of money if you don't do it, like your job, so then that is permitted, like it will be permitted in a chalamite. Women have an identical obligation to light the menorah, just as men, but all married women are, you'd say, with their husband because of ishtake gufai, like one person, and this works the opposite way as well, that if the woman would light, her husband would automatically be yaitza because of ishtika gufai as well. It works, it's a two-way street. Um, now, at times, what, and by the way, and this really, essentially it works for all the members of the household, everybody, boys as well, everybody could be yaitza with the father lighting, that that's all that's officially required, is that only one person in the household lights, uh, which is what Svardim do, L'Chadchila, but Ashkenazim, the minig is that the boys light their own minaret in order to be yaitse individually, but you could, even by, according to Ashkenazim, everybody could be yaitse with the father lighting. And this is relevant. The relevance is, is when someone is not going to be around by Hanukkah Licht, which, uh, you know, it had... Um, this year, one of my daughters had to be away one of the days of Hanukkah Licht, during Hanukkah lighting time, and my son uh, had a friend over who was going to the Rebbe's Masiba, and he lived in Olni, so he couldn't be home during Hanukkah lighting time. So th this does happen. Um, and they could rely on their father's hadlaka, and the girls certainly should, because that's what they do anyway. They always rely on their father's hadlaka, and likewise, if a woman can't be home, she can rely on her husband's hadlaka, and that's fine. There is a problem, though. The problem is not the hadlaka. That's fine. Your yotza, that's that you don't need to be there for that. What you do need to be there for is the brachas, because as 
same as we're obligated in all obligated in the Menorah, we're also all obligated to make the brachas. So the bracha of okay, that's typically made by the person who lights, and that's specific to the person who lights. But that's a bracha that praises Hashem for the miracle, and that is everybody's obligated to make that bracha or hear that bracha, which is Shemekainas, just as if you're making it yourself. So that's the issue. So therefore, uh, that's why you t- really need to be home during Hadlaka so that you can hear the bracha and biyaitse, or and the first night, Shechiyono as well. But there is a simple solution, which is that if you're not home, if you are able to be somewhere else, there's that someone's making a bracha, you can be yaitse from anybody. It doesn't have to be from your husband you can or, or your father. You can be yaitse from anybody who makes the bracha shasanisim and has you in mind, which is what my daughter did, and which is what uh, the, the boy from Olney did that night. He was, he was there when we made Hadlaka, and he was yaitse the shasanisim with the, what he heard us saying, and my daughter was somewhere else, and she heard it over there. So that's fine, and that works, if that's an option. Now, sometimes it's not an option. You may not be in a place where anybody is lighting. So then what you should do is call, and at least that, you know, it's not so clear whether you're yet over the telephone, but you definitely, it's, it's definitely a good, a, good, uh, a good opinion, number of opinions that hold you are. So call, and this way listen in to the bracha so you can answer main and possibly be, I'd say, that way. Sometimes that also is not an option. If you're flying, you're on a plane, or whatever, number of different reasons why that may not be an option. So then what could you do? You are Yaitse, but you're missing out the bracha. So it's good to plan ahead, if possible, and try to work it out that at least you should be in a place where you'll be able to hear the brachas from someone else or be able to call in. The mitzvah of lighting the Hanukkah Menorah is just like any other mitzvah, which we begin chinuch from when the child knows and understands what he is doing. Now, in this case, is an interesting twist. As I mentioned before, that Ashkenazim have the minig that all men and boys light their own menorah, but Svardim have the minig that no, only the head of the household lights, and it's specifically so because um, the the opinion they're following holds if you would light more menorahs, it would detract from the the symbolism of what night of Hanukkah it is. Because if you have so many lights, you don't know which night of Hanukkah it is. Whereas if only one person lights, so you could see it's the seventh night, it's the sixth night, it's the fifth night. But if there's two or three menorahs, then it's uh, you can't tell the difference. So the way we uh, address that concern is that we make, make the, the menorahs individual enough that a person will be able to tell, okay, that's one menorah, that's a different menorah, that's another person's menorah. So that's why it's important to put them separate enough that it can be discerned that it's a, it's a different person's menaira. And uh, according to Ashkenaz Minig, where all the, the we try to light our own menaira, so boys as well should, but obviously it's when they're old enough that you can be trusted to light and not hurt themselves or everybody else. So that would be the age of, of Chinuch. But uh, even if uh, he's not old enough to light himself, he's certainly old enough to be there and to listen. So therefore from pretty young age, five, six, it's already the, you need to make sure that your child is there during Hadlakaneris again, that he should hear the brachas and biyotza together with everybody as well. And the girls, the same thing. The girls, if they want to light their own menorah, they're welcome to. No problem with that. A girl can light her own menorah. She doesn't have to. It's not altogether clear why it is that single girls don't light their own menorah. There's no ishtikagufa, obviously. They're not married. Um, the Chassam Seifer has a theory uh, which he says is a theory, it's not, uh, no source for it, he says that perhaps being that the initially lighting took place outdoors, so it wasn't deemed so sneezy that all the women should congregate outdoors in lighting, so that's why they typically were yaitzah together with their father, perhaps. Regardless, uh, that the way that custom has remained, that for the large part, women don't light, and they're yaitzah with their father or with their, uh, or, or with their husbands.
Now, uh, when you're doing chinuch, it's important that the, the mitzvah is done correctly, and that pro- poses a problem tomorrow on Erev Shabbos, because you can't adju- have your child light the regular Hanukkah candles which go out after a half hour and make the brachas and everything. Now, you then may not want him to light an oil manure, or you may not have an oil manure for him, so then you're kind of stuck. So then, the really the right thing is, is that the children should not light on Erev Shabbos, they should just be yitzah with their father. Uh, if they want to, they could, but they shouldn't make a bracha. So they can, you know, just do it because they want to do it, but they, they should really be yaitzah with their father if they're not going to light uh, a candle that will burn long enough to uh, last till after the zman for a half hour. <clears throat> the, on every day of Hanukkah, we say, uh, we say halal. And one thing that's important about halal is that it can be said the whole day, but you can't say it after sundown. So it can only be said while it's day. And another thing that's important about halal always to remember is that halal is like Birchas Kriya Shema, that while you're in the middle of halal, um, you can't be mafsik, you can't talk, and you can't uh, do other things. Uh, if you need to answer someone's question, you can, but ideally you should do it in between the different paragraphs of halal. <coughs>